Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. You are in the gymnasium. I'm your host, as always, Jim Barron. Today is the 11th of March. Full weekend of sports, March Madness, headlining the sports scene for the next month. We have NHL hockey with the Lightning, of course. And we're going to be talking a little bit of baseball and a little bit of NBA. And, of course, we have some golf going on not too far north of here, getting ready for the Valspar next weekend. The number here is 877-448-7901. JimmyBSports.com allows you to shoot me an email. Get it read on the show. We'll be right back to kick it off on Power 90.1. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. That's 800-750-9886. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, golf fans. Anybody watching the Players' Championship this week? Up there in uh, the Pont Vedra Beach, a little bit north of here. I'll tell you what, I know the Valspar is next week, but this is the time of year where you have a lot of interesting sports. May not be as busy as the fall, but I think it's one of the best times of the whole sports season. You know, you have the Masters coming up here within a month. You have the NBA Finals. You have the NHL Finals, the playoffs. You have baseball season openers coming up here in a couple weeks. March Madness is taking the headlines right now. The next couple weeks as well. So great time to be a sports fan. I bring up the golf because the Valspar tournament will be um, here next week. And this week they're up there. And like I said, Pont Vedra, the Players Championship, always fun to watch some of those tough holes up there. One of the things I noticed about that tournament, though, the names, uh, there was a suspension of of play yesterday I think around 5 o'clock because of some weather but looking at the top names on the leaderboard I I don't recognize so many of them just to give you uh, a little bit of taste of it Christian Bezenhout was tied for the lead with Adam Svensson Um, those guys were 8 under you had Ben Griffin Min Woo Lee Taylor Pendrith Will Gordon, Denny McCarthy, uh, Byung Hoon An, Chad Ramey, Adam Hadwin, uh, Justin Sue. No disrespect to any of those guys, but are those the people that you want to go see? Are you going to you know, put money down to go see these guys play in the PGA Tour? Uh, I'm not. I'll say that. There are a couple other names up there that we recognize. Colin Morikawa. You do have Scotty Scheffler um, hanging around at five under. And Jason Day. But for the most part, a lot of the people's names. You have Gary Woodland at two under. Sam Burns who will be at the Valspar next week. But my point is, is when you have the person that won the tournament last year, which was Cameron Smith... He's not invited back to play to defend his title. It kind of takes away from the tournament, in in my opinion. Now, 
the good thing about the feud that they're having with the LIV versus the PGA, come the Masters coming up here shortly, the first major, probably the, the showcase of all of the tournaments for the year uh, up in Augusta, they're going to let LIV players play. So that's going to be interesting. That's something that you're going to see the likes of no Dustin Johnson playing. Uh, you'll see Phil back there in Augusta. You'll see some big names. And the people on the LIV right now, they seem to be taking the headlines away from the PGA, quite honestly. Uh, unless your name is Tiger Woods, you're in the, the news for some different reasons, albeit probably not the ones that you uh, want to be in the news for. That's a whole different subject. But as far as the golf goes, I think that Next week at Valspar, they put on a great tournament. Every year you're going to have Jordan Spieth there. I know Justin Thomas has already uh, said he's going to be there, of course. Aside from the golfers, you're going to have Gronk, St. Paddy's Day, next Friday. Make sure you're up there and get your picture taken with Gronk. I'm sure he'll be um, having some fun up there at the Copperhead course. So uh, never a dull moment with him. And, you know, golf this time of year in Florida is obviously some of the best of the year with the tour doing its Florida circuit. So we're going to be talking more about that going forward. But let's talk a little bit about the Lightning. I know we talked about them last week. They had some issues. You know, Cooper had benched a few players in the third period of one of the games. And, you know, I, I said on the show that I wasn't worried because... It's always something that around this time of year, the Lightning seem to go through a little phase where they have the defensive lapses and, you know, you, you, can't, you can't play uh, at a level as, as high as the Lightning do day in and day out. So you're going to have times where, you know, the level of play, the uh, energy that you exert isn't going to be something that you can maintain every every game of of every week for the whole season so we i'm going to talk about the last game that we had we were um playing vegas and, and i think that if you look at that game we lost it in overtime i think the within three minutes of the overtime period we lost uh, five to four. But you know what? We came back from two deficits. Uh, we were down by two. We came back. But when we were down three to one, there was something that I saw on the ice that you didn't see in a long time. There's a full out scrum. You had, I think, 11 people got minor penalties. Uh, 10, 10 players uh, had, had um, uh, penalties that for, for misconduct, for fighting. And the whole team, not too often do you see all those gloves and sticks on the ice like you saw in that game on Thursday night against um, Vegas. Even though we lost the game, uh, we still get a point, obviously, for... Um, you know, going into overtime. So every point helps this time of year. But when you look at at what the Lightning are doing, I really think that that scrum that we had was exactly what this team needed to be able to kind of clear the air and get off to a new start. And like I said, even though we lost that game, I think that it was something that we're going to look back on going forward and say, you know what, that was the point where this team kind of 
did a gut check and realized that, you know what, we're going to flip that switch and get back to playing the kind of hockey that this franchise is used to playing. Um, before that game, a couple games prior to that, Carolina, they put on a clinic. They beat us. And this was when, I believe, the day after uh, Kucherov, Stamkos, and Point did not play in that third period. Uh, Cooper tried making a statement, whether we made it or not. It, yeah, it, it remains to be seen. But again, this team, it's a veteran team. They take control of things themselves. I'm sure they had a closed-door meeting with some of the players, the whole team, and they'll work things out. Like I mentioned last week, I am definitely not worried about the direction that this team is going in. We're in the playoffs it's the hardest championship to win in all of sports. You need to pace yourself, not get any injuries. And when I say pace yourself, I mean go out there and try to win every game that you're playing because winning is contagious, just like we saw recently that losing is contagious as well. And when we seem to lose, it's because of defensive lapses that this team has. That's been our uh, Achilles heel, if you will. Uh, whenever we don't play well, you can look at it and say, well, it, it was defensive lapses. It was um, maybe some inopportune plays that turned into goals for the other, other team. Uh, Vegas outshot us 37 to 20. Vasilevsky played well. I mean, maybe he would like one or two of them back that he gave up. But for the most part, he, he played well. And, you know, quite honestly, you have to be able to eliminate time and space when you're playing against these guys. When they get the ball on the board, the puck on the board, you have to be able to get a body on them and and keep that puck out of there instead of just trying to, uh, you know, get get the puck out with your stick. You need to put a body on them, eliminate the time and space. But let's face it, you know, defensive work is hard and it's boring. You don't get on ESPN by checking someone into the boards or by, by pinning the puck in the corner, if you will. Those things don't get you on the uh, top 10 for ESPN. And, you know, quite honestly, a lot of people don't like to play defense in so many sports. NBA, you know, the NHL, you, you pick it. Go ahead and, and say one. Defense doesn't get the um, attention that the offense does. Saying all those things, I really like our chances here. Down the home stretch, we're going to put some things back in place and you know Cooper got his point across I'm sure and he knows what he's doing Cooper is a um, kind of coach in my opinion that doesn't really need to say all that much because the look on the players faces when they come off the ice after a bad shift or you now maybe a, a penalty that they shouldn't have had it, it says it says the word of what this team does it polices itself and I think Cooper has the respect of the players to know uh, the players know what he's thinking before he even has to say anything and as a veteran group of players they'll be fine um, the, the mental part of the game seems to lack once in a while but again that goes back to me saying you cannot go out there every game and play at such a high threshold because it's such a long season so saying all that the Blackhawks are in town tonight obviously um, you're going to see a lot of uh, Blackhawks fans at 
Emily, if you go. So represent and make sure that you let them know that this is our ice and no, this is our house. So good luck to them. 877-448-7901. Shoot me an email at jimmybsports.com and we'll be right back to keep the show going. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at The Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, football fans. Even though the season is over, it's always football season. Football talk, it seems. So, now the, the Bucks, Levante David's going to be testing the free agent market. He's going to see what he's worth. The, the Bucks, the, the situation with the Bucks right now is that there's in such a salary cap conundrum that it's going to be really hard for them to go out there and, and get any free agents. Uh, the, the draft, they're going to have to look at picking up some people uh, in the draft to fill some spaces. Uh, football news, as you know, this past week, Derek Carr signed a uh, contract with the Saints. Saints are in the same division, of course, as the Bucks. so that's never a good thing when a good quarterback goes to a team that you have to play twice a year. Um, that's that situation. I guess Jameis Winston, um, they want, the Saints want him to um, redo his contract. I think he has until Wednesday to go ahead and try to you know, get something worked out with them. A lot of people say, hey, maybe Jameis will come back here. I, for one, would hope that that would never happen. Uh, did he have a lot of good games when he was with us? Yeah, he had some good games for us. He had some great games for the team that we're playing too. Um, you know, he would for every touchdown he's throwing an interception. So no, I, I don't want Gino down here. Uh, I, I don't want him, Jameis, down here for the Bucks. Anyway, we'll see what happens with him. We talked about Lamar Jackson. What's he going to do with Baltimore? You know, the, these these athletes, they want guaranteed money. They want uh, He wants Baltimore to give him a guaranteed contract before he does anything. What would happen, the Baltimore said, you know what? We're getting kind of tired of this song and dance, so we're going to put the franchise tag on you. Um, and it's, it's a non-exclusive franchise tag. So what does that mean? Well, that means that if a team puts you as a exclusive then that means that you're going to play for them next year and you're going to pay them what the going rate is for that position. Quarterback, I believe right now, is about $32, $32 million. If it's a non-exclusive franchise tag that you label them with, then that opens up that player to talk to other teams and possibly get offers from other teams. Now, if you get an offer from another team, the team that you play for has the right to match that offer or if they want to accept the offer then they lose 
two first-round draft picks. So what's that going to do with Jackson? That's I think what the Ravens are trying to do is let someone else set the market for him. They're saying, you know what? Okay, go out there. We're going to put a non-exclusive franchise tag on you. Go out there and you know see what other teams are going to offer you. And then, yeah, we'll probably come back and, and match them. But we're not going to go out there and throw this you know, guaranteed amount of, of, of money at you like you want. He wants a Deshaun Watson type of sweetheart deal where he's getting you know, $200 million guaranteed. I don't think Baltimore is going to go ahead and do that. So we'll see what happens with him. Geno Smith signed with Seattle. Uh, interesting. Look at that contract. That's more in line, I think, with what uh, you're going to see more players doing. Uh, other football news: You have the um, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know he's out there. Where's he going to end up? Is he going to come to? I don't, is he going to come to the Bucks? Is that a possibility? Are we going to roll with Trask? Is that someone who we're going to go out there and just you know give him the ball and say you know here we go? Are the Bucks going to just retool everything? Are they going to have a down year and just try to rebuild everything? Uh, I, I don't see that happening because the window closes a lot of time for some of these uh, veteran players out there. So I think we're going to still end up getting someone. I'm not quite sure who would be. People say Garoppolo. You know what? As far as Jimmy Garoppolo is concerned, in my opinion anyway, he is someone who I see as a, a facilitator, a good facilitator uh, of a quarterback, but he's not an elevator of, of teams. He's not going to take your team and elevate you throughout the playoffs and get you into the championship game and then into the Super Bowl. I just don't see him doing that. He's probably not going to go out there and ruin your chances of making the playoffs. I think he's someone that he's a, a veteran player with some good credentials and he's got the respect of the team in the huddle and in the locker room. But I just don't think he's the person that um, you're going to put all your hope in that he takes you to the promised land. Um, Aaron Rodgers. We go back to talking Aaron Rodgers all the time. What's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? He came out of his self-imposed days of darkness, wherever he was in some cave, to figure out what he wants to do with his life. And I think now uh, he's got to make a decision sometime in the next couple days here because of the salary cap restrictions. Um, and no, Green Bay, I think Green Bay is tired of his story, to tell you the truth. So um, I think at this point, they already told him, yeah, you can go out there and shop and, and see what's out there. And, and he did. And there's a lot of rumors that he might be signing with the Jets. I think the Jets flew out there to see him in California. No one would be happy than Greeny on uh, ESPN, I'll tell you. Listening to them about um, about uh, Rogers every day, every day, every day about Rogers. So I think um, it, that that drama will be over one way or the other. And like I said before, even though it looks as though he's going to be uh, possibly signing with the Jets, and it won't be with Green Bay, I still say he has 58 million reasons to stay with Green Bay for one more year. And um, It'll struggle through it. They have a team that I think, um, with a little help, they can get to the playoffs. And um, 
you know, do a lot better. I can't see, I cannot see Rodgers working with rookie players, working with a young player, young um, teammates, learning a whole new system, a whole new playbook. I just don't see that burning desire with Aaron Rodgers. Does he have the talent? Yeah, I still, I think he can still play and still play at a high level if he wants to. But the problem with Aaron Rodgers that I see on a, week in and week out basis for the last couple of years is I don't think he wants to so many times. He does not have that urgency factor. And of, although he does, does have all the skills and the talent level is still there, I just don't um, I question his um, ability to go out there and really want to win the Super Bowl. It's a long season and you have to really sacrifice a lot to get to that point, as you know, and I'm not sure that he wants to do that. Uh, so we'll see about him. You have the latest news. The Bears, who had the number one overall pick, they just dealt that to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, that just broke uh, last night. So I'm not sure what the Panthers are going to do with that. Uh, we'll see. But uh, I know that the Cowboys also reworked Dak Prescott's deal uh, frees up $30 million for that team with the salary cap, so they may be having something cooking in the works there. Um, the Eagles are allowing their cornerback Darius Slay to seek a trade, which is a little bit surprising. And the Vikings released their legend there, um, the local legend Thielen, Andy Thielen, after nine seasons. So no, we'll see what happens with all these deals and and moving arounds before the draft and uh, the combine was interesting if you got to see some of your favorite college players that's always an interesting time and of course no Tua if you want to talk one more quarterback we can talk about Tua of Miami the Dolphins picked up the option for his fifth year so the Dolphins are going to keep him does it mean that he's going to be their starter this year I, I wouldn't guarantee that either. The Dolphins may have some other things in mind. I think by tying up to it, it was the right move at this point. But with all the concussions and health issues that he has, uh, it remains to be seen how that's going to play out. So we'll talk more football as, as we go with the next coming weeks. But that's the situation with that right now. We'll be right back to keep the show going here in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Here's a real-life story that affects 50% of all of us out there. It's called divorce. If you've gotten divorced and now you're struggling to pay your bills and your credit card debts are completely out of control, you need to call this special debt relief hotline right now. We help people with all kinds of money problems caused by different life challenges, a divorce, a job loss, even heavy medical bills. Paid for by Debt.com. Call now at 800-810-4086. 800-810-4086 800-810-4086 That's 800-810-4086 now, now, back to the show Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show On Power 90.1 Sports fans, March Madness is here The madness begins in full force next week um, <laughs> It's going to be 52 games in 5 days Starting next Wednesday through Sunday, 52 different games. So if you love college basketball, 
this is going to be your time. And it's not just next week. It actually has already started because you have the conference championships going on this week as we speak. Um, all that you have the Big Ten, you have the Big East, you have um, just all the major conference championship play going on, which is so important because when you have a team trying to get an at-large bid and they really have no chance because of maybe their overall record or things really haven't you know, gone that you know, their way for the season, they can still get in by winning their conference championship and getting an automatic bid. And that's something that a lot of these teams do. So you'll see teams in the field that you typically wouldn't see with maybe a, you know, 500 record, a little bit better than 500 record, uh, only because they went out there and they won their conference championship. So it's really a fun time to watch. You got the women's and the men going on at the same time. Um, USF women, they'll be uh, probably a sixth seed in their um, uh rankings when they come out as far as where they're going to be in their brackets unfortunately they lost uh this past week in their championship uh conference championship so um but they still had the, the the bid to get in there i'm sure speaking of usf i want to just there was just some breaking news yesterday that brian gregory the head coach of the USF men's team um, was relieved of his duties as a head coach there. Uh, he's been there, uh, I think, six seasons he's been there. His record was 79 and 107 over six seasons. The Bulls were 14 and 18 this year, and they got knocked out of the conference tournament yesterday. Uh, so they're done for the season. They will not be getting into the March Madness tournament. And it's time for a change there. I, I totally agree with that. Uh, they lost to East Carolina, like we just mentioned, in the opening round of the conference tournament this past week. And, you know, when you look at that, they beat East Carolina twice this year. It comes tournament time and they get pretty much blown out by them. So it doesn't really bode well. You want to see... You want to see teams getting better over the years. You want to see growth within the program. Um, his contract did end this year. And, you know, so now the search is on to see who they're going to bring in here. Uh, athletic director Michael Kelly uh, said in a quote, Untimely, our head coaches and programs are judged by on-court success, and we have not lived up to expectations for men's basketball. So uh, assistant coach Larry Dixon is going to be the interim coach until they either make a decision to go with him or hire someone else. I know that uh, names were throwing, being thrown around right after that last night. Uh, Rick Pitino's name came up. He's coaching Iowa right now. He's not coming down here. I can guarantee you that. If anything, he'll go to uh, maybe St. John's up there, but that's going to be about it. Um, so anyway, that's the, that's the news with USF from a local standpoint. Jim Beheim just retired his team, Syracuse, lost in the tournament, and he's he's stepping away. I believe he's been there between playing for the school and as an assistant coach and a head coach for over 47 years, I believe, he's been there. He took the Syracuse team to the tournament 35 times 
in the years that he was there. That's pretty remarkable for uh, anybody to do that. So when you have coaches like, you know, Beheim walking away, of course, Jay Wright walked away last year, Krzyzewski from Duke, uh, you know, all, so many good coaches are hanging it up and it makes you wonder, you know, why? I can understand, I can understand Krzyzewski a little bit older. I can understand, you know, even Beheim up there in age, but you know, Jay Wright, he's young. He's probably 60 years old. Uh, I'll tell you why. Here's what I think. These NIL deals, um, it, it's pretty much a total free agency out there amongst these teams, amongst these players. It's like the Wild West. You have the transfer portal out there. And it's really a different time that we're in with these teams, with these players. I mean, how many times would a coach go to recruit someone and you know, they're talking about, yeah, you know, you want to go out there and, and play on the team, but they'd be sitting there talking to the to the players' parents and talking about an education, talking about you're going to get a, a degree at XYZ school if you come here. And yes, you're going to play, and here's who we're going to be playing and everything else. But I think right now, the way that everything is, it's what, what can you do for me right now? How much, how am I going to be able to, help myself out by coming to your school in the way of NIL deals. Name, image, and likeness. How much, what sponsors do you have? What, what's, what's, you know, car dealership am I going to be repping to be able to get money every week? Which I think, personally, takes away from all these programs. And quite possibly, maybe that's why teams or schools like USF can't get these top players uh, because they may not have the same type of booster clubs or uh, alumni that are able to go out there and get them the money that these players want. It's sad, but that's possibly the way that things are right now. And is it going to change? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it's going to change. Things are changing, but I see it changing for the worst right now. I don't see it changing for the better. I, I, what I see right now is um, you have teams that will go out there and promise players the world to go there and then all of a sudden something falls through and the player wants to quick jump into the transfer portal and you know see where he can go out there and, and play somewhere else. So um, with that being said, the March Madness, like I said, does start. You know, you have teams. Miami, you know, a team here from the state, very, very good team. I think that whoever is going to play them in the tournament is going to be in for a fight because they have multiple players that can score, and, and they play defense as well. And that's what you really need to be able to go out there and advance in the tournament, you know, survive and play another day. You have teams like a Miami, like a Duke, like a you know, Alabama, Houston. These teams all play defense and they can go out there and they have not just one or two players, but they have a handful of players that can go out there and, you know, quite honestly, light the scoreboard up. And that's what these teams need to do. And, and they and they have to when they do have to they can go there and play some defense so you can't count out teams I know UCLA just had an injury to one of their players but you can't count out teams like them and of course Gonzaga is going to always be there um, you have Marquette from the no, 
they're playing great right now. You have Texas that's right there, Baylor. You can go down the line. UConn in the Big East, Virginia in the Big East. Talked about Xavier, St. Mary's. Played well until they got beat by Gonzaga this come, this past week in the tournament in their conference championship there. So, you know, don't you know, set little teams teams that you don't hear that much about I should say like a San Diego State that's a team that's a sleeper that can go out there and you know stir things up and play with the best of them you're going to see some teams that um, won their conference uh, and got in that that weren't favored and you're going to say who's that team but they can go out there and they can play some ball and that's why this time of year is always so much fun because you never know what you're going to see on the court and when you have a a 15 seed playing a two seed there's going to be upsets you're going to see someone get beat when you know you see you expect the games where a you know um an eight and a nine playing or something like that where it's going to be pretty even you can pick it either way but you're going to have to pick some upsets if you want to do well in your bracket. Speaking of that, if you want to go to jimmybsports.com and shoot me an email, uh, I can get you into our pool that we have. Uh, it's a private pool, but I'd love to have you on if you're interested. Uh, shoot me an email and I'll send you the information with the password to get into the, uh, the bracketology that we have. Anyway, guys, unfortunately, that's all the time we have. So much to get to in sports-wise, but like I said, basketball right now is going to take um, precedence. If you don't talk about college basketball these next couple weeks, you'll never talk about it. And like I said, it's one of the best uh, couple weeks of the year. Keep an eye on the golf. Keep an eye on the NBA. You know, you have Kevin Durant getting hurt in warm-ups. You have Luka with a thigh injury getting hurt. You have uh, Irving, uh, not 100% right now. What's going on with all these players getting hurt? Um, you follow some baseball. I still want to hear your comments on the changes with baseball, with the shift rule changes with the pitch count as far as the clock goes let me know what you think about that and i'm going to leave you with this i would like everyone to shoot me an email and the question of the week is name one person related to sports whether it's a past player or a present player that you're tired of hearing about in the news, in the sports media all the time. Who's the one player that you wish would just go away and you don't have to hear their names anymore on anything related to sports? JimmyBSports.com. I'll give you mine next week. And now we'll, we'll compare notes and see who the most popular person to go away is going to be. Guys, thanks again for listening. The show's growing every week. I hope your weekend is good. As always, stay safe, stay vigilant, and above all, stay positive. You've been in the gymnasium, and we'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.